Hello, everyone, and welcome back to A Man Divided, my story of navigating faith, relationships, and same-sex attraction. My name is Adam, and this is episode 11 of this podcast, and thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, I am going to be answering your questions, answering the listener questions, and so I'm very excited about this episode and getting to share my answers to some of your questions that you had for me. Thank you so much for listening. I just wanted to take a second to kind of apologize for kind of the inactivity or my absence over the summer. Um, I was just pretty busy and things have been just kind of hectic as the summer has ended and I am a teacher so school has started back full swing and things have been just a little crazy like pretty busy so um I have not been as active on social media. I have not been posting as much. Um, I have I have uh, released like some new episodes like pretty recently. Um, so I haven't gotten really behind on that. But I just wanted to let you guys know I am planning and taking some steps and planning to be more present on social media and just to in be able to interact and engage with you guys more and um, take some more avenues to be able to spread uh, my story and to share that in different ways um, and hopefully uh, as a resource be able to reach more people uh, for the glory of Jesus. That's the ultimate goal of this podcast. And so um, I'm very excited about some things that are going to be happening um, in the future. Uh, they're not like drastic changes, but they are going to be some some things that um, you will see, some changes, and I'm excited about that. So thank you guys once again so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for your support. Um, I've had I just continue to have people that reach out to me um, and thank me for doing the podcast. And that just means so much to me. It really does um, to know that you guys are praying for me and that you're sharing my podcast with other people um, and that you encourage me. And I'm so glad that the Lord is using it to minister to people um, and to be an encouragement because that's the whole purpose of me doing this podcast. So thank you so much. And I just want to encourage you as well um, to uh, please just keep sharing it. Um, Share it on social media. Um, Let your friends know about it. Talk about it um, and let people know if you know anybody that you think it could be helpful. Um, Even if you don't, like, um, you know, I, I just appreciate you putting out the word um, to it and just sharing it with people. And um, I just hope that it can continue to touch people's lives. So a few weeks ago, I asked you guys on Instagram, uh, well, I, I say it was a few weeks ago. It was probably like a couple of months ago, maybe three or four. I'm one of those people that's like the other day, and it turns out it was like a month ago. So <laughs> it was actually probably a couple of months ago. Um, I asked you guys on Instagram what topics you would like for me to cover. Um, if you had any suggestions or if you had anything specific that you wanted me to talk about. Um, and I want to keep doing that from time to time because I would 
would love to hear if there's any kind of topic or subject that I haven't necessarily hit on very much, or maybe I've covered just a little that you want to know more of. And um, a few of you gave me some really, really great topics. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for um, letting me know some things that are important to you. And um, and then I asked uh, before recording this episode, um, just a couple of days ago, I asked again if you had any questions um, that you wanted to ask me um, to just let me know. So in today's episode, as I'm getting back into my normal routine and all of that, I want to just take a little bit and a little while to address some of your suggested topics and, and answer some of the questions that you guys had for me. So some of these topics that you asked for me to cover have, I think, the potential to be like very deep or extensive, and there's so much that I could say about them. Um, so... I'll probably be in the process of like creating whole episodes uh, for any of those topics or things that I think um, I could dedicate a whole entire episode to um, that one topic, um, but um, so that I can cover them in more deep in more depth. But because I think they uh, would be worth addressing and talking about in greater detail. So without any further ado, let's get into it. So the first topic that I wanted to talk about is, and here it is, in quote, inviting family into your story, end quote. So inviting family into your story is what one of my listeners wanted to know about. So this is a very awesome and an interesting suggestion to me. Um, And it's an important topic for sure. But it could also be, I think, a very difficult one. And um, I, holy cow, like I know that everyone's families are different. There's so many different families and different family situations out there, um, depending on the culture, um, depending on the kinds of relationships between the different peoples in the family. Like there's so many different factors that someone needs to consider when they're thinking about sharing their story with their family. So whether you intend to share your SSA with your family or whether you're fully coming out to your family or whether you're sharing a different sort of struggle with them that's not SSA or same-sex attraction uh, related. So um, there's also the question of what family means in this suggestion. Um, I'm kind of like when I heard like um, sharing you're inviting family into your story. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to assume that that means like either parents or siblings, just like your immediate family, is what I'm going to um, assume that that kind of means. Um, but I do just want to take a break and say that I love how this listener worded that to say inviting family into your story. It sounds so welcoming to, to say that. Um, and it really is like welcoming, like we do long for people to be a part of our lives and a healthy part of our lives to come alongside us, to help us. That's the whole purpose of, you know, community and having people in your life and sharing things with them is because you want them to come alongside you and help you. I just love the way that that person, um, worded that inviting family into your story. So thank you for wording it like that. Um, but, uh, getting back into it, 
depending on who your family audience is, I would say is going to change or going to determine how you go about sharing your story or your struggle. So I'll briefly tell you guys about, um, again, I'll kind of reiterate or briefly um, reshare with you guys about how I personally invited my family into the story. And then I'll share kind of like some of my thoughts or some advice with you guys that I would have. Um, and as hopefully it'll be like encouraging to you um, and give you some pointers and some things that might be helpful. Um, but if you would like a more in detail story, um, episode two and three of the podcast are my story where I talk more in depth about sh- how I went about sharing my struggle with SSA with you know my parents my siblings and everything like that so this will be a quick like summarized review so with my parents um, I did not volunteering voluntarily or willingly share it with my parents about my SSA Um, my hand was forced because they um, they discovered my um, actually kind of like my struggle with pornography Um, but my pornography was gay pornography. So that's how they discovered my SSA, um, via like search history and things on the computer. So that is essentially how my parents found out. Um, after that, there was not a whole lot of conversation that happened, a whole lot of communication other than I just told them I didn't want to be gay. So I wasn't going to pursue that lifestyle and we kind of just left it at that, um, Now, moving on to my siblings, my siblings, um, I didn't really tell and inform my siblings about my um, same-sex attraction until I was getting ready to start this podcast, actually. So when I was getting ready, I wanted my family, obviously, I didn't want to just post and publish all of this and then my family just be like, whoa, what in the world? We never knew this. Um, so especially my immediate family. So I did, what I did was I had a big conference call actually, (laughs) uh, just a, a phone conversation, not a video call, but just a phone conversation. I had all of my siblings and my mom and dad join. Um, and of course some of my siblings, um, are married. Um, so it was like my, some, a couple of my in-laws and things too. So I had them all on the phone and um, I just wanted to be able to tell them all at the same time so that I didn't have to call every person individually and tell them. And I w- um, so that's how I told my siblings. And, uh, and then I told my wife, um, which is also back in episodes two and three where I talk about this in more detail. But uh, she found out about it also um, by kind of like a history uh, or like on my phone instead of me like telling her. Uh, But this was back when we were dating. So that's how she found out. And then um, obviously we had lots and lots of conversation about it. And we even continue to have conversations about it, um, obviously, because that's something that I still experience. So in a nutshell, that is like my family experience with telling my parents, my siblings and wife. Ultimately, all of it was a very um, pleasant, I guess, experience. You could say like there wasn't any fallouts between anybody when I when I told them. Uh, there was not any really like negative reactions from anybody. Um, and I 
think that could be in part or largely in part because it wasn't like I was coming out and telling them I was going to be gay or I feel like that would have changed the whole dynamic of it. So it was because I think um, it was more of a positive thing in my case with having a Christian family um, that I was telling them like, this is my struggle. Like this is, um, something like I fight these temptations. I experience these attractions, but I don't want to act on them. I don't want to give in to them. I don't want to pursue them. So, and we'll, I'll, um, dig into that a little deeper in just a little bit. So, so that's me in a nutshell. Um, here's some advice that I thought about and I prayed about and I wanted to share with you guys. And again, I just want to remind you guys that I am in no way an authority or an expert in this matter. Okay, so please just take everything. Don't make any major life decisions and just be like, well, Adam said I should do this in his podcast. No, (laughs) please, please don't do that. Um, I almost feel like super unqualified to give you any sort of advice. Um, But at the same time, like I want to be uh, respectful and I mean a listener um, asked for my thoughts. So I want to give my thoughts and that's what I'm going to share. So let's talk about first, um, sharing with your parents if you haven't already. Um, I'm going to assume, um, because this could take a whole lot longer. I'm going to assume that you have like a positive, healthy relationship with your parents. Um, That's how I was. I'm I'm thankful to the Lord that I had a very um, healthy relationship with both of my parents. Both of my parents are together. They're not separated or or divorced. They are both still in my life today. They always have been. Um, So, I mean, obviously you have to take into consideration like your specific family situation, whether or not your parents are believers whether or not, um, you know, they're Christians or they're involved in a local church, uh, whether you are, um, there's so many different factors that could change like the outcome or how you need to go about talking to your parents about it. So I can only kind of give, I'll give a scenario kind of based off of mine and then you would just have to go back and tweak it like how it would work for you. Um, so assuming you have positive, healthy, loving, um, you know, functioning relationships with your parents, first off, you just need to remember that your parents love you. That's so true. Like they love you more than probably anybody else in the world other than God obviously, um, loves you. Um, And I know, like, I can speak kind of as experienced now, or from experience now, as a parent myself, like, I know, like, how much I love my children. Um, Just remember, your parents love you. I think there's this fear that many of us have that once we confess something to our parents, that they might disown us, or they might hate us, or view us a different way, or that they won't love us anymore, and... Uh, That's just not true. I think in most cases, um, you know, these days, I think, thankfully, um, I would kind of venture to say that it's kind of less and less common for there to be that reaction where if you express that you experience same-sex attraction, that your, maybe your Christian parents or even your non-Christian parents are going to like kick you out of the house if you're still at home or or they're going to like say 
you know, you're dead to me, essentially. Like, and I don't want to make light of that because I know that has happened. Um, and it's a terrible thing. But I would want to say in 2021 that that's less common, I hope. Um, but again, I know it still happens, but I would think that it happens less and less com- uh, less and less often. Um, I think non-Christian and Christian parents alike um, are going to react very differently today to their child confessing same-sex attraction to them than uh, was typical like 10, 5 to 10 to 20 years ago. Um, And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that people are responding much more positively these days to uh, people confessing same-sex attraction uh, to them. And again, it very much depends on what you're confessing, okay? So if you're just sharing, like if you're sharing that you struggle with same-sex attraction like I did, that it's um, something you're going to fight, or if you are fully coming out and you're saying, I'm gay or I'm lesbian, I'm going to live this lifestyle, um, that's going to drastically change the nature of the conversation and how your parents or your parents uh, may respond to that. So you also have to really think about your parents and their personalities. Um, You have to make sure that you try your best to communicate with them in the most effective and like sensitive way. Um, I think it would be a great idea to write down or type out on your computer like everything that you want to say. Do some rough drafts, like correct it, correct it, and go through and say, maybe I should say this differently. Like, I think that would be a great thing to do. If you don't, I think you run the risk of uh, once the anxiety and the nerves kick in, and they will, uh, you might forget to say a lot of things that you wanted to say, or you may say things that you probably shouldn't, or you may say things in a way that wouldn't be the best or the most tactful. So it's totally fine um, if you have to read from your script, like print it out, sit down with your mom and dad and your parents, or if you just have one parent or whatever. Um, and have that paper right, like right there and tell them, say, I want to read from this paper so that I say everything exactly the way that I've been thinking about. Um, also, it's a great idea to plan ahead and select an appropriate time to share with your parents. So don't just, you know, have a random dinner one night and they think everything's just, you know, typical everyday night. Uh, a dinner or a meal or whatever and don't just drop all this stuff on them like all of a sudden Um, think about like if they're in the middle of something what are they going through right now Um, if do they have any particular plans that evening is there some kind of hard time that they're going through it may not be the best to add that to their plate Um, but um, make sure that it's when there's going to be plenty of time like allotted to the conversation. And you can tell them like ahead of time, say, hey, mom and dad, can we schedule like a time? I just want to talk to you all about some things that are, you know, on my heart. And, you know, when would be a good time? And they'll be happy to, you know, do that. Um, and once it, once you start like putting things out on the table and you're having this conversation, I also would just advise like to go ahead and just be totally like 100% transparent and honest and put everything out on the table. Don't hold anything back that you would later have to go 
back and say, all right, round two, I didn't tell you everything the first time. So let me, you know, I would just go ahead and say all of it. Um, and then another thing of advice I would say is like, be patient. Just be patient with your parents uh, because they may feel completely unprepared. More than likely, they're going to be kind of surprised um, for for this or with this. And they honestly may have no idea how to appropriately respond, um, especially like right then. They may not give you any answers. They may be completely quiet, and that's okay. They'll need time to process it. Um, so they, um, uh, they may not be completely quiet. They might accidentally say some cliche things or some things that are kind of offensive or that might hurt your feelings. And they might do that unintentionally. Uh, and again, like sometimes parents say things intentionally, like, I hope that, that, that wouldn't be the case and that wouldn't happen to you. Um, but again, like it just depends. A lot of people have had those kind of conversations. Um, so your parents might be more reactive than they are like responsive. Um, so they might be angry. They might be hurt. They might cry. They might yell. It just, it just depends on them like individually. So the exchange between parents and children, it requires a ton, like a whole lot of trying to see things from the other's perspective. Um, it takes a hundred percent effort from the child confessing their SSA to their parents. They have to 100% like try to see where their parents are coming from. And then the parents need to 100% try to see where the child's coming from. It's, it's uh, not an easy thing. Uh, but I'll tell you, like I tell students at my school, um, we have this thing um, called uh, Leader and Me. And <laughs> we say, seek first to understand and then to be understood. So that is 100% applicable here <laughs> to this kind of situation. Uh, so First, try to understand the other party before you're trying to make yourself understood. Um, and just be patient and loving with your parents. There's a whole lot more that I could say about that, um, but um, I think that kind of sums it up pretty well. Uh, let's move on to siblings. Um, sharing with siblings, at least to me, and in my case, it was a lot less scary uh, for me personally. But I don't want to say that it's an easy thing to do. I don't want to kind of just like shrug it off and say, oh, it's a no-brainer. But um, a lot of what I said about uh, parents, I think, can apply to sharing with siblings as well. Um, I think we probably don't seek the approval typically of our siblings as much as we do our parents. We're not so worried about letting them down or disappointing them. Um, and there's not as much fear there that goes with that. Um, but I know that that's not the case with everyone because I know that there are some families out there, um, where like an older sibling is very much like a parent figure to you or to some people. Um, so it might be much more difficult to go about sharing your, um, SSA or whatever it is with your siblings, um, or one particular sibling than it was for me. Uh, for myself, like, um, it's important to remind you guys that I was the oldest, um, in my family. I have, um, I'm the oldest of six. So as the oldest, I think it was a lot less intimidating for me to tell my siblings, um, 
because it wasn't like I looked up to them necessarily or like I was afraid of disappointing them. Um, and honestly, I wasn't really uh, scared. And obviously, and also, it's important to note that I was way older when I told, like, I'm 31 years old and I was 30 when I told my siblings. So I was much, much older versus being like 16 when my parents found out. Okay, so it's totally like I'm a totally kind of a different person than I was when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. So that also makes a big difference as well. So there's that factor. Um, extended family, that's a whole other thing. Oh my gosh, extended family. So I know from my own personal life that extended family, um, especially like the more and more extended it gets and the further, further out into like first cousins, second cousins, great uncles, that kind of thing. Um, it can vary greatly in, uh, they can all vary greatly in personalities, even in their like faith, their religion, um, where they live, um, all that kind of stuff. So the reactions that you get from extended family could vary greatly um, with sharing your SSA or your struggles uh, of a different kind with anyone. I would just say pray, 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 and then pray some more. (laughs) So ask the Holy Spirit, but for real, ask the Holy Spirit just to give you peace to give you clarity of thought and just the courage and the boldness to share with the people in your life who are important to you. Um, and it, it may not be in God's plan for you to share with absolutely everyone. Um, I definitely think that was the case with me. And it's probably the case with you too, that God's going to probably maybe press upon your heart to share with some people, but not with everybody. Um, so just use some discernment there. I think God and ask God for discernment. I think God gives us discernment and he uh, wants us to use that uh, to honor him um, on our on our own um, in a way. So uh, God may tell you to wait and share with certain people at a certain time like later. Uh, so some family members hearts and minds might not be ready. They may not be ready yet um, and God might be working in their lives. Uh, and we, you know, that's something that obviously we may not be aware of, but that might be what's happening behind the scenes. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, a great resource that I would recommend for anyone uh, in regarding to sharing your SSA with somebody, uh, whether it's family or friends or whatever, is a book called When Homosexuality Hits Home um, by Joe Dallas. It is a great, wonderful book that I read over the summer, and um, I actually went on Instagram, and I think I did a story about it where I was kind of encouraging you guys and telling you about it, Um, and obviously it was just a story, so it's gone and now, but you... um, you wouldn't be able to go back and see where I was talking about it, but I could not recommend that book um, enough. It was so full of great advice um, from different viewpoints, and I mean, it was pretty much like a one-stop shop for like everything that you need to know, whether you are the person that, um, I, I mean, I think he he kind of wrote it uh, kind of to be a resource for people who 
have a relative that comes out to them. So, but if you are the person coming out or sharing your SSA with somebody, it's still super helpful because it gives you a lot of insight um, from the parents and the siblings viewpoint and, and that kind of thing. So, could not I could not recommend that book enough so go buy it like and I I think you will be very glad it's worth the money okay so moving on another topic that was sort of related um but that uh uh sorry I'm gonna plug in my computer really quick because I think it's about to die the screen just like darkened a little bit Okay, there we go. So another topic that was sort of related to that was engaging the church with your story. Um, So again, I'm going to start by um, saying there are a lot of different churches and there are a lot of church environments out there. There, We know, obviously, there's different denominations um, and it just depends on the region that you are in as well um, that are going to affect that. So again... I cannot urge you enough to just pray, pray, and pray more. Um, I wish with all of my heart, honestly, you guys, that every church was a totally safe place for people to confess their sins and their struggles with one another and to find healing and good, you know, solid teachings about Jesus and how he can restore and change our lives. I wish that it was always a positive thing when people shared their SSA with people in their church. I wish they were always accepted and loved and welcomed and encouraged. However, sadly, I know and you know, we all know that this is just not the case in some churches today. Um, And that's just such a sad thing. Um, But ultimately, Uh, You know, it's just because churches are still made up of humans, and the church is always going to be made up of humans, Um, you know, until the Lord comes back, like we're not perfect, and we all fall and we mess up so often, and even corporately as a church, we just don't respond a, a lot of times with the love of Christ when someone um, confesses something to us um sometimes we just don't know how to respond and we respond incorrectly. Um, if someone comes to us and they're struggling with a really difficult topic such as same-sex attraction. So, uh, once again, I'll kind of explain kind of my more recent experiences, um, with that. So the church that I currently attend, my wife and I, my family, we've been going to for about four or four and a half years now. Um, It's a fairly young church uh, plant. I think it's about six or seven years old. Um, So it was only about three or four years old when my wife and I started attending. Um, And they had kind of an extensive uh, membership process. You had to take a class that you went to. Um, You had to be interviewed by one of the pastors, uh, which I think is great. Um, I think it's a great process. Um, and so I did want to be kind of like, um, just tell them up front. And whenever I filled out my application, I think they asked, there was a question on the form that said, are there any struggles or are there any things that you're currently kind of experiencing that you feel like we should know about? 
And I just wanted to be honest when I filled it out. So I did mention then I said, um, you know, I struggle with same sex attraction and I have, you know, for most of my life and that kind of thing. And so uh, when we had the interview with the pastor, obviously I was nervous and I was like, gosh, I don't know how they were going to respond. But they responded in such a great way. And they were like, we just want to let you know, like, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and we just want to encourage you that there are other people in our church that experiences this as well. So you are not alone. Um, and we want to help you in any way that we can with that. And we want to thank you for sharing that with us. So that was my initial experience when I joined the church. Um, and I only told, so I guess like probably only the pastors knew we had, you know, we have more than one pastor. We have like a teaching pastor and then like a discipleship pastor and that kind of thing. So I think like at first they just knew um, after we'd been going for two or three years. Um, we have community groups uh, or small groups that I, I sometimes call them that meet every week. And so we were meeting with our group and the setup for our group is kind of like an hour or so, 30 minutes to an hour of like everybody together and reading our passage for the week and sharing and and discussing that and then we split up into what they call gender time so like all the guys will go together and we'll share things with each other and the women are sharing their things with each other um and for a couple of weeks uh god just really started talking to me and telling me uh you need to share with the group you need to let the group know you need to let the men know in your group um and you should just let them know um I had told maybe one or two guys or friends of mine at church uh, individually and shared my SSA. They had uh, thanked me. No, 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 no. I take that back. No, I hadn't. <clears throat> I had thought about it, but I, I hadn't yet. So um, I was still really nervous and, um, you know, about doing that. Um, but I finally decided like one night I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, and um, and I did, and I mean, I had sweaty palms, and I was, you know, probably shaking a little bit. I had a shaky voice, I know, and I was nervous, but I told them, and I just said I, I could just use a lot of prayer, and um, I just, you know, want to be honest with you guys and just ask you guys to, you know, pray for me and, and help me with this. And they responded so well. Um, and I'll talk to you a little bit more about that um, in just a little bit. So that was kind of like the second step. And I guess the third step would be when I was talking to my pastor, our teaching pastor, and meeting with him kind of on a regular basis every once in a while and having breakfast and things. And I was sharing with him how it was going, how my walk with the Lord was going. And I was sharing with him that um, God was pressing upon my heart more and more to start like sharing my story more. Um, and I was going to want to be doing a podcast soon. Um, and he asked me if I would share with the church. Um, and we were going through Matthew and we were going to be talking about the part um, in Matthew where Jesus talks about taking up your cross and following him in Matthew chapter 16. And um, he asked me if I would do kind of like a video that they could share in front of the whole church. And I was like, <clears throat> excuse me I was like okay yeah uh sure 
So I was so nervous. Um, I recorded with just a, uh, one of the guys from church who does a lot of uh, video uh, or videography, I guess it's how you would say it. Um, and that was a big, that was a big deal. That was a huge deal actually for me. Um, and I was just met again with a lot of people thanking me after the service. Thank you so much, you know, for sharing that. And we love you. And um, it was great. So that was kind of like, and now obviously here I am with the podcast. So that was my experience with this church in particular. It was so positive. And I thank the Lord so much for that. I'm so glad it was positive. It was a positive experience. It was great. Um, so that is me uh, in a nutshell. Um, I would say just like you have to examine your relationships with your family, because every family is different, you have to examine the culture of your church and the relationships that you have with the members and the pastors there. Um, I would definitely say the very first person a person that you should confide in is your pastor, um, I think. Um, I mean, you might have, you know, a couple of like, or maybe one like really good friend from church. And like, if you feel comfortable, like, yeah, go ahead and share with them. But I think honestly, like your pastor or your pastors, if you have more than one like me, like they need to know. So um, meet with them and kind of share that with them. And here's what should happen. Your pastor should thank you. Your pastor should pray with you. Your pastor should offer some resources to you, whether um, that is literature or whether that's, um, you know, recommending people in the church or counselors uh, in or outside the church. Um, if that's something that you express interest in, your, pa- your pastor should be willing to help you with that. And your pastor should encourage you in the Lord. And that is the kind of experience that you should have with a pastor. If you receive any different kind of response than those things. So if you are if you have any kind of negative experience with your pastor. Um, if your pastor shames you or condemns you or anything like that. That is a super big red flag. And I think I would say that you need to like leave that church. You just need to get out of there. Um especially if it's your pastor, because um, the pastor's attitude is going to, you know, and his outlook and the way he responds to things is uh, ultimately the church is going to reflect that as well. The church is going to kind of be an extension of the pastor's leadership. So if that's the way your pastor responds, then I would say you do not need to be in that church. Because I think responding in any of those negative ways is just not how Jesus responds to us. And that is not representative of Christ and who he is at all. So after you share with your pastor, take it one step at a time and just wait for the Lord to impress upon you if you should share with more people or not. I remember when I shared my um, SSA with the men of my small group, Um, Like I said, that turned out to be a really um, good experience. Um, And I just want to remind you, like, if you're nervous or um, if you're scared, don't think that that's God 
or the spirit telling you not to do it. Like even if God wants you to do something, you're still going to probably be nervous if you're like putting yourself out there. Uh, But so even though I was scared or nervous, like I I still couldn't shake that feeling like I needed to do this. Um, So don't let that keep you from doing what you know the spirit is leading you to do. And like I said, I'm so thankful that I was obedient to the Spirit because I was just showered with love and acceptance from the men in my group. Um, it was it was the most encouraging thing. It was awesome. Um, they thanked me and they hugged me and they, you know, a couple of days later, like they were texting me different ones. Um, they, you know, encouraged me. Um, they prayed with me. It was so awesome. And um, they've also been very supportive um, with the podcast as well. So just remember, like, God doesn't want us to be alone. Um, It's Satan that wants us to be alone, right? Um, But don't do that. Like, don't buy into that and don't stay isolated and alone because we need each other. And if you honestly um, don't feel safe, like, sharing at your church or with anyone, then guys, you can always reach out to me. Um, I'm here for you. That's the whole reason I started this podcast and I created the social media accounts to go with them so that people could get in touch with me like super easy. Um, So um, I just want to encourage you and I want to pray for you. Um, If you want to share your specific family or church situation with me, if you would like to get my thoughts, Um, and tell me like your specific situation, like, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you guys. You're always more than welcome to reach out. And, um, I'm not too busy to, um, to help you with that as, as much as I can. Um, so another topic that was submitted by a listener of the podcast is how do you plan to share your story with your kids? Wow, that is such a great question. And I'll be honest, I I have thought about it um, some and quite a bit, actually. Uh, I think my wife and I, uh, we have discussed it a little bit. Um, We haven't discussed it in great detail, um, mostly because my kids are still really young. Um, I have two kids. We have a daughter who is four, and then we have a son who's 10 months old. So they're still really young. Um, my, when, when I've recorded the podcast and stuff, my daughter, she knows that I do a podcast. So sometimes she'll, she'll ask me, are you going to record your podcast? But, you know, obviously I, she doesn't know like really anything about it. So, um, so I, I think I have a good while, hopefully until I talk to them, uh, about my story or, um, or my struggle with same sex attraction. Um, I have a while until they will be ready to hear that conversation and ready to talk about that with me. Um, But it's still a good idea to, you know, go ahead and be thinking about those things um, because we all know how fast, you know, time goes by. And I know before I blink twice, I'll be having that conversation with them, which um, is, you know, it's just, it's hard to believe that they're as old as they are now, but we know that it just, just goes by so fast. So I don't, have a specific age planned for my kids um, when I talk to them. Uh, Maybe it would be around, you know, the same time that my wife and I sit down with them and have, you know, the talk, you know, with them about uh, sexuality and all of that, what the Bible has to say about it. Um, 
maybe, you know, around that puberty age with them. Um, I definitely plan to do that and have those discussions with them. And maybe that's when I'll kind of talk about them or talk about my SSA and kind of share that with them. But I think I'll just have to wait and see like how mature they are. Um, and what I feel like they would be able to understand it and kind of like handle it. Um, obviously I want to raise them in a way and teach them in a way where they will know what the Bible teaches and what God designed for sexuality. So I think that will be something my wife and I decide on as the time gets closer. And, you know, as we watch and see how our kids are developing and maturing, you know, individually. So it's definitely my hope that by being transparent about sexual issues and then about my own personal struggles um, with my kids as they get older, I hope that they, like that, that will encourage them um, on the flip side of that to be transparent as well, like with us and with my wife and I. Um, if they ever have questions or need to confess anything um, to me and my wife, that they'll feel comfortable doing that or that they'll know that they can do that, that they can... Um, and I know, we all know, if you have kids and you're listening, and I know, like, they'll make their own mistakes. And that's kind of a scary thing to think about, that uh, I know that they'll have their own personal struggles. And I just hope that we can all have, like, that healthy and strong relationship with one another and that we can communicate well with each other. And so I want to foster that even from an early age, like letting my kids know that they can tell me things that I'm a safe person like you know that my wife and I are um so I hope that they always feel that they can confide in me and my wife and I believe that that will require like our communication to be a two-way street so I'll have to be open and real with them if I want them to do the same thing with me um, so if I'm passive or if I'm afraid of the awkwardness and I say I'm, I'm just not going to talk about them you know then I don't have any sort of personal conversations with them um, where I explain to them how I'm flawed and that I'm a sinner myself, then I think my kids are going to be much more unlikely to open up to me and to have any of that dialogue with me. Um, if they don't know that I made mistakes and, and, and I don't communicate that with them, then they might not feel comfortable telling me and sharing with me what like that they make mistakes or when they mess up so I know that and, and the Lord knows I don't want them to feel like they can only turn to this world or to social media or something like that to have those discussions or to get help with anything that they might be going through I hope they know that they should turn to the Bible um, and turn to the Lord and then turn to, you know, their parents like me and my wife. So there have been several questions and topics also uh, sent to me regarding marriage. And I promise there's going to be, we guys, there is going to be at least one, probably more, maybe, maybe we'll do a part one and part two, like full length episodes where I will be joined by my wife and we will be discussing everything about marriage because I've had so many people reach out to me and ask me if we'll do a joint episode together and they want to know like the whole thing about marriage and what that looks like. Um, and it's going to be totally epic and wonderful. And I love that you guys want to know more about it and that you have questions about it. 
my wife and our marriage is definitely is a huge part of my story with uh, SSA. Um, and it's one of my favorite parts about my story. Um, so I'm really looking forward to discussing it in detail very soon. I'm not going to address specific like marriage questions in this episode, however, um, just because I feel like it would be a big disservice um, to try to squeeze any um, you know little part of that conversation into this episode um, and to leave that topic or uh, discussion like partially answered or addressed. So I want to be able to do it justice and make it really, really great. Um, and so just be patient and wait with that eager anticipation and keep um keep looking for it because it will be happening um i hope very very soon so guys i think that's going to be kind of like the end of this episode um we're getting close to an hour here so um thanks again for um suggesting those topics um there's are a couple of more but i feel like they're a little they would um, like I said, they, they kind of deserve like a whole episode, uh, by themselves. So I'm going to kind of just wrap it up here and thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any more questions about things that I talked about in this episode that maybe I said something that you have like a, a question about or a comment about, um, always reach out to me. You can email me, you can visit, um, my social media sites and, um, I have all of those links available for you. So thank you so much, guys. Again, I'm praying for you. I um, hope that you are encouraged in the Lord. Um, Continue to press into Jesus and, and living your life for Him and love you. And I will see you again soon. Bye, everybody.